whenever you're ready. Welcome to Just Friends, the podcast where a woman thought she married a man, and now they watch Friends together. What does that mean? Thought she married a man? Well, it means that, you know, whenever there's a gift that you know about, you're very demanding of it. And there was a couple of weeks ago, I got uh, something in the mail and I opened, it was like in an Amazon box and I opened it in front of Chris. And then he said, what, you're not going to let me have that gift? And I said, no, you get to have it later. He said, when's later? And ever since then, he's been asking about the gift nearly daily. No, not nearly daily. And the holidays came and went and I still didn't get it. So (laughs) I think it was fair to ask. Well, anyway, so a woman thought she married a man. And now they watch Friends together. Welcome to episode 13 of Just Friends, the podcast. Uh, also episode 13 of Friends. Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Ones we can depend on. Friends. And here's your gift. So now I'm going to open it live. Yeah. Open it live. Is it supposed to look like uh, an American flag or was that it, Doesn't it look like a protest American flag? But no, I uh, just used all the scrap paper that we have left over. So it's a little bit of a Frankenstein gift. Legos? Friends, the television series Lego playset. <laughs> That's right. Is this a uh, central perk? Doesn't it look like it? Yeah. Oh, is that is that Phoebe on stage? Yep. Playing her guitar. This is uh, it's got everybody. Uh, I don't know who old gray hair is here. I assume that he comes in later in the series. No, great spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everyone else. Yeah, who is this guy? Does someone else become like a major? So that's Gunther. I've oh. told you about him. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to uh, meeting some old guy. I guess. I don't think he's actually old. I think he just has gray hair. Oh. And is Rachel in like a cowboy outfit? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Oh. I don't know what that is. I thought that was cleavage, but it's just a necklace that looks like cleavage. Lame. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I can't wait to uh, do my own uh, friends fanfic uh, role play. Ooh, you can do some like a uh, you, you can't know, watch. stop action stuff. Oh, I can't watch. <laughs> yeah, I could do. I really don't want to see it then. My own Lego stop action, stop motion animation. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, it was worth the wait. <laughs> I'd like my thank you kiss now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can All give right. it to me later. Fine. It'll happen. <laughs> So this week we watched The One with the Boobies, like I said, episode 13. And in this, I think I've got the A, B, and C plots, but B and C are pretty split evenly, I would say, so hard to say. But A plot, I think, is Chandler sees Rachel naked. This is the one that is a continuous thread through the episode all the way until the very last, you know, whatever shout out that they do at the end. Yeah, it's not much of a plot. (laughs) No, it's not much of a plot. I don't know. I really need to read up on what... TV terminology is because it's like a common thread like everything kind of weaves in and out around this yeah I thought that the main one was Joey's dad and the that seemed like the most the one with the emotional thrust yes whereas the boobies one was just kind of like a it did stay present throughout but it was just sort of popping in and out just like mm-hmm. a reason for everyone to keep trying to look at each other's private parts <laughs> well it got different people in different places you know mm-hmm. 
All right, so I had originally the B-plot as Phoebe's shrink boyfriend, since yeah. it's the one that was introduced second. Mm. Uh, but yeah, maybe the B-plot really is Joey's dad. All right, well, let's start with the beginning. Chandler sees Rachel naked. He, once again, bursts into Rachel and Monica's apartment. Starts eating At the food. crack of dawn, apparently. Yeah. Starts eating some food right out of the fridge, wearing a giant oversized suit. Yeah, it was like a... Not quite three-quarter length, like a half length. Yeah. Is that it? I don't know. They, I, don't I mean, know. they've worn similar, uh, like, sport coats. Yeah. You know, just really long blazers. Um, it's quite the look. Yeah, you should start rocking it at some weddings this summer. I don't even know where you'd get that. You'd, I feel like you'd have to get that. <laughs> Vintage store, definitely. Yeah. Someone's a... And then you're going to pay out the ass for it. No, no, no. A thrift store. That's what I meant. Oh, that's too much work. <laughs> anyway, so Rachel comes out of the bathroom, I guess, topless. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah. it's her apartment. That's true. <laughs> Actually, that makes me think, can ugly naked guys see them when they're walking around their uh, apartment naked? Does he refer to them as hot naked women? Maybe. <laughs> it's probably some, Hopefully we get an episode from his point of view sometime. Some friends fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she turns around and Chandler's there. He sees her topless. She picks up uh, one of those old school like grandma knit blankets mm-hmm. and he says... It's a relatively open weave, so he can still see her nippular area. Yeah, that's what I wrote. Friends loves nipples. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yeah. You know, first they tease them. There was uh, some side boob in the beginning, or as close to side boob as I feel like we're going to get in this show. Yeah, so you guys may remember, loyal listeners may remember, that Chris was judging me for looking for some dick shadow in the episode where Joey is in the shower. And meanwhile, Chris immediately, as they're... As soon as there was side boob, he's like, side boob. It was on the screen. It wasn't looking for a shadow of something. It was right. You were supposed to see it. It wasn't not supposed to be there. It was a flash of a side yeah, boob. Yeah, but you, you like were supposed to see seconds, that. You were split to, seconds. You were supposed to set up like, oh, she's in the shower, mm-hmm. you know, topless. It was, you were not supposed to miss it. <laughs> okay. They go down to the cafe where Chandler is explaining that he has now seen Rachel's nips. And Ross is immediately upset. He's like, what are you doing going around seeing her boobies? You know, like, he's so protective, mm-hmm. you can tell. Sure. Being yeah. a typical dick. Because he, you know, that's that's what he, he wants to get in at. Yeah. And I think that this is when Raj, or Roger, is introduced somewhere around here. He's, he's in the he's cafe. He's already there. He's already there? I think. Yeah. He's in the cafe. I think he's there. And... Or Phoebe comes in with him? I think, I think he was already there. They were all already... Yeah, I think he, he was, was like already the there because uh, the first thing that happens when they go down to the cafe is the three girls are standing there and Phoebe is like kind of introducing Raj mm-hmm. to them and she tells him, walk away now so we can talk about you. And oh, that's she's right. like, yeah. oh, he's so great, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel turns around and explains that Chandler mm-hmm. has seen her tits. I don't know why they... Why do they keep saying boobies? Like, why do they oh, land on I boobies? It really... Like, I mean... It wasn't, yeah. like, super annoying, but it was just bizarre I, that they're using, like, childish terms. I agree. I feel pretty much the same way about boobies. I was grateful when Phoebe corrects them, and she's like, they're not her boobies, they're her breasts. <laughs> I was like, I would much prefer to hear breasts this much. I understand that they or can't say tits. They say boobs a little bit later, yeah. but, yeah, boobies? Yeah. It just... really is childish. And then, uh, of course, there's some point later where... They land on some sort of quid pro. It was Ross's idea. He's Ross's like, oh, now idea. that he's seen your boobies, you need to see his pee-pee. And yeah. the audience goes nuts. <laughs> I 
they loved the pee pee line for some reason. They were like, Ooh, oh, Whoa. man, that is comedy. <laughs> but yeah, so they say pee pee as well, in, in addition to boobies. Uh, yeah, it was awful. I understand they can't say like tits and dick and cock and any of the preferable terms. Sure, but boot, just go with boobs. Yeah, boobs. Boobs. And yeah. thing was preferable, actually, when they started using thing instead of pee pee. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't stick with pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing is, so I'm pretty sure, I haven't looked this up, so we'll have to get the robot voice in, that this might be the same season or perhaps like within a year of when Seinfeld had their whole naked episode. It was eight months later. I meant to look this up while we were watching it, but I couldn't which, remember. Which one? They're real and they're spectacular? Or which one are we talking about? Actually, I was talking about the one where, oh, where George walks in, in when they're I mean, out in the Hamptons. Yeah, and walks in on... Uh, who's, uh, Jerry's, Jerry's girlfriend. girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. And then she walks in on him later. Yeah. And his and laughs at him. Because <laughs> his dick is all shriveled up. Yeah. <laughs> which, that's like an iconic mm-hmm. walking in on someone episode. Whereas this is like, I don't know. Maybe it's the childish words that are kind of ruining it for me. I don't consider it as iconic of an episode. Yeah, no, I agree. They, Seinfeld did it better. It really did. <laughs> so, Raj, when they're introduced to him in the cafe, he mentions to Chandler, like Chandler says something. He makes a joke. Yeah, he's between a rock and a hard yeah. place. And he's like, and then there's me. Yeah, he goes, uh, rock, hard place me and injects yeah. himself in the middle and puts his head forward like a turtle <laughs> yeah which, if someone did that in real life i would probably just roll my eyes at them i don't know if i would i don't know how i would react it's, <laughs> it's, in real life it might be even more clever uh maybe i don't know i can't it's hard to tell <laughs> maybe you should start taking on some of these chandlerisms and just... see how they play people would love it <laughs> no no i'm not gonna do that okay i will then yeah, you can do it. People expect it from you. I'm more of a like, hacky comedian. Yeah, yeah that kind of <laughs> begging for attention. <laughs> that that oh. desperate kind of, you know, just please look at me sort of stuff. Yeah, that's definitely me. Mm-hmm. Raj says, It's really funny. Uh, I wouldn't want to be there when, when the laughter stops. <laughs> Which is a real dick comment to make. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he, he was obviously supposed to be a dick, but yeah. he really was. It was almost like too annoying. <laughs> in the show just fyi uh phoebe's boyfriend is being played by noted character actor fisher stevens mm-hmm. you've he's, probably seen him in other things he's been, if you yeah. watch always sunny he's the guy that they kidnap yeah he has an unusually skinny neck yes so weird yeah i feel it's like, like is, yeah is that his birth neck or did he his have like birth... <laughs> no did he didn't get neck reduction surgery yeah, neck work done no wasn't he isn't he the one in that movie where he does like a brown face he's yeah. like supposed to be he plays an indian kid or short something. circuit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he has a long storied career and you know in the film industry yeah so he that was the start of him psychoanalyzing everybody exactly so he predicts that chandler his parents got divorced before he hit puberty his, mm. he's an only child distances people with his humor yeah keeps him in arms and life. everyone's like oh man you're nailing it <laughs> Which, cut scene, they go back to Monica's apartment where Raj is now analyzing everyone. And he determines that Ross married a lesbian to make Monica look good because he's overcompensating for Monica's failures. Yeah, I mean, which is 
very roundabout <laughs> theory. I don't yeah. know. It's a, I mean, obviously you don't got under all of their skin. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that this is real psychoanalysts work. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I don't think they did the, the research on this episode. <laughs> yeah. There was no uh, consulting, phys- uh, you know, psychologist on the, mm-hmm. on staff. And then it cuts to Rachel and I'm pretty sure that Rachel is complaining about toys. I have no idea what she's ranting about. Oh, I think about. they were just supposed to have, like, some sort of breakthrough where she was, you know, yeah. some traumatizing moment about... She was talking about some toy I wasn't really sure. So maybe, actually, this is supposed to be a joke because Rachel, you know, obviously came from a wealthy family and she was supposed to marry that other rich guy. And so her biggest, like, breakthrough is not really... Like, she's never really suffered. It's like the toys were her biggest failure. Yeah. It was uh, It was in character, I guess. Yeah. And he gets one dig at Monica as he leaves the apartment. Monica, they've made a couple of jokes about how Monica used to be fat. Maybe one joke, actually. And he says to her, Easy on those cookies, okay? Remember, they're just food. They're not love. Which is a sweet burn. Yeah, I mean, and then that's when everyone has turned against Raj at that point. Yeah. No one is happy. (laughs) I was wondering if there's some sort of professional responsibility in just casually psychoanalyzing people around him all the time it seems kind of reckless yeah um but i mean like i said i don't think they had anyone consulting on the script for this <laughs> it just it just seemed like you shouldn't be i mean i don't know it'd be like if we had a friend who was just constantly analyzing things from a legal perspective constantly and just talking about it it would be maddening sometime before this joey's dad is introduced why was he there I, I couldn't figure out why he was there. He I, said, so I, I'm pretty sure they live in like New Jersey or Long yeah. Island or something. New Jersey, I think. He had to be there for work or something? Yeah, and he said that he had a job in Manhattan. So he figured he'd stay with his son instead of like going and getting a hotel and everything. He had like a temporary job. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> By job, well, I think that they reference later that he's a pipe fitter. Oh, yeah. So, okay. you know, like a job. like. Yeah, I just, I, yeah. I realized partway through, I'm like, I have no idea how they explained him yeah. being there. So he comes into the cafe when Roger's still there and he's like, oh, Phoebe, what happened to uh, the puppet boyfriend? And she's like, mm, you know, don't say anything. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, shut up. Yeah. Okay. And then he's like, oh, Ross, where's your wife? And everyone's like, good. He's like, all right, over two. <laughs> and then he says, Chandler, quick, say something funny. But it's right after Chandler got burned by Raj, so... He's like, yeah. Oh. So that his humor was, you know, a deflection mechanism. <laughs> so pretty good intro of uh, Joey Sr. Yeah, I liked uh, Joey's dad. You know, yeah. very, you know, New York-y, tri-state area accent. Yeah. And look, you know. Yeah, the fat Italian guy. Fat Italian guy. <laughs> Big coat. <laughs> yeah. You know, works in plumbing <laughs> and floats. <laughs> They go up to Joey's apartment and Joey's dad is like saying goodnight to someone on the phone. He's saying like, oh, I love you, whatever. It's obviously romantic. And Joey's like, oh, is that mom? Let me talk to her. So he picks up the phone and starts asking his mom for something. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, "Uh, dad, are you aware that this isn't mom on the phone? (laughs) (laughs) It turns out that Joey Sr. is sleeping with Ronnie, a pet mortician. His mistress. Of mm-hmm. six years. Six years. That's a that's a solid relationship. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's longer than most. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Ronnie Rapolano. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't remember what I knew it was some, you know, Italian sounding. Yeah, thing. Joey Tribbiani, Ronnie Rapolano. I don't are these real Italian names or just Italian sounding names? I don't know. 
<laughs> she should be Rog Ronnie Rigatoni. <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been funny. A better use of Rigatoni than yeah. Ross's weak burn from a few episodes ago. <laughs> Joey starts talking with Ronnie, or sorry, he starts talking with his dad about Ronnie, and you know the, he's the like, yeah, the affair, sure. and Joey's dad says he's in love with two women. And all I could think was Joey was looking pretty hot in that scene with the turtleneck and his hair all swoopy. I mean, he isn't that how he real looks good. in every I know, scene? but he just looked real good this time. Turtleneck and swoopy hair is like, he's like that more often than not. Well, then he's always looking hot, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's his look most of the time. <laughs> After their discussion, Joey Jr. meets Ronnie. Uh, Cindy Lauper lookalike is what I have here. Uh, a little, yeah. Like a if Cindy Lauper got fatter when she got older. Well, I yes, because she stayed kind of scrawny. Mm-hmm. Um, she did have a fabulous jacket on. Oh, it was yeah. like some sort of iridescent, like floor length. Uh, I don't know, like shiny coat. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was something something special. She's just sta- sitting outside of Joey and Chandler's apartment. And she's like, oh, I'm waiting for Joey Tribbiani. And Joey's like, well, I'm Joey Tribbiani. And she stands up and you see the full glory of the coat. Yeah. And she's, you know, waiting for big Joey. Yeah. Joey Sr. And I do like that. I feel like, you know, she's snacking on cheese nips. Just (laughs) she just has casually has a box of cheese nips that she's brought with her to eat while she's waiting in the hallway. Um, which is an inferior snack to Cheez-Its. Do they even still make cheese nips? I feel like they got phased out. Cheese nips are still being produced. I don't know, but I've, she obviously had cheese nips just for the nip to keep, mm. you know, that, oh, run, right. that running thread. I didn't even get that. Because well, yeah. and then Chan, they're like, oh, you like, you're like a cheese nip, and Chandler's like, I can go for a nip. Yeah, like it was obviously right. yes supposed to, you know, <laughs> that that running thread through the episode you were yeah. talking about. But I feel like that's the only reason they had an inferior baked cheese snack because <laughs> i wrote cheese nip question mark exclamation point i also think it's bizarre that his mistress is just hanging out outside of his yeah he never really sh- like was he expecting her to come they never because when he when big joey joey senior came back he wasn't like oh you weren't supposed to be here so early he was just like oh hey like yeah. did he invite her <laughs> was... well she says that she he forgot his good hair at her apartment. So oh, she, thought she thought she'd drop it by. And she'd just show up and meet yeah. his son for the first time ever. Well, that's the thing. She must have known that he was staying at his son's apartment. and Yeah. She's... It's a little reckless of a mistress. A... Yeah. Exactly. Especially, yeah. Like, if this was already an established, open, you know, everyone knows sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's, like, the first time, this is how you do it. Sitting in the hallway eating cheese nips. <laughs> She, they go into the apartment. She looks super New Jersey. She's wearing like a leopard print outfit. She has a leopard print backpack, plus this year doesn't coat, leggings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she just has the whole look. Very loud. Yeah, very loud. Big dangly earrings. And, you know, she's a little flustered with realizing what she's done, but not that flustered. And yeah. his dad isn't that flustered. Well, no one's that worked up about it. Ex- yeah. Six years on, they're like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they're already tired of this relationship now, too. Here, there's a little bit of an annoying plot line to me where they do some forced role reversal where... Oh, yeah. He keeps making... Where, like, Joey Jr. is, like, the parent. Yeah. Like, as long as you're living under my roof, you're yeah. going to follow my rules. And they that he did that a couple times. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... He's like, you need to go to my room because he determines that Joey Sr. is going to sleep in his room and Ronnie is going to sleep 
in uh, Chandler's room, yeah. unfortunately. So there's no... Watch out for the jizz stains in that yeah. room. So there's no... You remember how childish it was? Yeah. Yeah. So there's no canoodling. Between. Yeah, exactly. You won't be sleeping with your girlfriend under my roof. He won't let them go to a hotel because he doesn't want any funny stuff happening. You know, it's uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't uh, totally sold on that either. Yeah. I did like that did force Joey and Chandler to sleep on the pullout sofa. I did really like Chandler's Speed Racer t-shirt that he sleeps Oh, is that in. what it was? Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. That's hilarious. To like go Speed Racer go or something. Mm-hmm. It was clearly a Speed mm-hmm. Racer shirt. Joey had a New York Giants shirt on. That was obvious. It was a very restless sleeper. <laughs> He's going through a lot, you know? He had a couple of kids to worry about now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it would have been funny if they had made Ronnie, like, sneak into Joey Sr.'s room. Like, if they had done that in the background. Oh, yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah, that kind of what made would have made the whole kid thing work a little bit better for yeah, me. Yeah, and Joey Jr. catches them. Yeah. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. I don't know if it's too... It doesn't seem too racy. I feel like they could pull that off in a way. They're two grown-ass adults who have been together for six years. Yeah, as long as they don't show any old lady side boob, I'm fine with it. (laughs) They'd have to shoot at the crotch level. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not the camera on the floor. (laughs) Then Mrs. Tribbiani comes in. She... It's our first time meeting her, right? Absolutely. We never even saw the picture of her. When she was a a very handsome woman. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously not maintained that. <laughs> well, I think that he said in her youth she was yeah, a very yeah, handsome yeah. woman. Uh, I was, mean, because yeah. now she's had like six kids, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was obviously pictures from you mm-hmm. know, her her prime. And she's annoyed at Joey because before this, Joey had made some big speech to his dad about how he either needs to end it with Ronnie or come clean to Mrs. Tribbiani. Mm-hmm. Gloria Tribbiani, I think is her name. That sounds right. Yeah. I'll, I'll believe that. <laughs> Uh, so she's mad because they had a pretty good thing going with uh, Ronnie. Yeah, she liked the whole arrangement. Yeah. She said that she's known for a while because Joey Sr. had some pretty terrible cover stories, such as he's sleeping over at his accountant's house. <laughs> yeah. That was the only joke that I actually kind of laughed at out loud. Yeah. That was, that was, that was the best one. Yeah. She had, some, she had some good lines for someone who was barely in the episode. <laughs> yeah. As soon as she saw Joey, she, like, smacked him in the face, too. And he goes, ow, big ring. Yeah, she's like, I brought you these groceries. And I brought you this. And smacks him upside the head. Yeah. And, you know, she's, like, a real Italian mother stereotype where she's yelling at him, but also telling him, like, what to do with the groceries. Like, you know, that has milk in it. Put it in the fridge. Chicken. Chicken. Ah, oh, right. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah. she says that she considers the affair a hobby. So now this whole thing is kind of like an Italian stereotype where there's a wife who the person loves and then they have a girlfriend who they also love. This Mm -hmm. is like in every single mobster movie. Yeah. And every movie about every Italian, I think, has a girlfriend side piece. Yeah. I mean, yeah, usually it's a a more powerful man than just a a plumber who has to sleep in his son's apartment. Well, he's a plumber in quotation marks. I suppose. Maybe, yeah, he can't uh, throw his money around. Mm Mm-hmm possible he should be able to get a younger mistress (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting for you to say that especially when i was bringing up all the mob stuff because in those movies they always have some like 20 year old mistress yeah i mean that's you know you just keep rotating through them as they get too old yeah this is a total sidebar but i just saw an infographic the other day is this about leonardo dicaprio yes (laughs) i saw the same one (laughs) 
Or it shows his age, you know, going up linearly, and then the age of his girlfriends, they keep peaking around like 23 or 24 at the most. <laughs> I think 26. 25 is Leo's age limit. Or something, nice, whatever, yeah. something like that. But like the average age was like in the yeah. early 20s, and they as soon as they hit like a point, he dishes them for someone else. So it's like a little sawtooth thing at the bottom of his girlfriend's <laughs> ages in his age. Yeah. I mean, that's how you're supposed to do it. Oh, yeah? You, if you're that famous, sure. <laughs> If you're not, you know, trying to settle down. I hope this podcast doesn't take off. <laughs> I don't know if it... I don't need you leaving me for some podcast pussy. <laughs> yeah. I think that that would be the term. Mm-hmm. Or is the term. Oh, it is the term? We'll yeah. have to... There might be a better term. It's a little... It's a little much. Uh, podcast plaything? Podcast plaything. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Cast cunt. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. That's... <laughs> I'll think of something about it. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> we went real hard there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> I think the whole Joey Tribbiani thing ends with everyone's happy, basically. It's yeah, kind it goes of, back you to know, normal. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. They're normal. Yeah. Kind of a cop out, but whatever. Yeah. I was, I was a little disappointed with the plot line just because it was so Joey centric, but it didn't really have a lot of very good jokes from joey and it you know i feel like yeah. the whole uh role reversal parent child thing was the closest it got to any real uh joey yeah. jokes yeah i agree you know joey usually has a few good jokes yeah and this was yeah i don't know who i would say was the the strongest character maybe know. uh gloria Tribbiani. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was a short burst but it, you know yeah yeah all, all killer no filler it's a pretty forgettable episode overall. Yeah, I was thinking that. I, I, I did struggle to try and pick out things that I wanted to talk about or moments that moved me in some way. Yeah, I mean, I'm just <laughs> reading like things that happened in this episode. It's not <laughs> yeah. even like high points or anything. No, no. I guess we can get back to uh, Chandler sees Rachel naked and go through the whole chart of things that occurred. Ooh, you got a flow chart. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a flow chart here. <laughs> So Chandler, as we covered, sees Rachel's boobs. Rachel trying to get uh, revenge on him. Trying to look at Chandler's pee-pee. <laughs> to, to use the show's preferred nomenclature. <laughs> she, uh, Ronnie actually comes into Monica and Rachel's apartment to use the shower. And she, this is the first time Monica and Rachel have met her, by the way. Monica's yeah. like ready to let her in. <laughs> Well, and that she's just like, she, Ronnie is ready. She's like, I need to get in. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, she's not like, oh, you don't know me, you know, whatever. She's just like, uh, Chandler said I can come in here. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie says that Chandler says that she can go in there because Chandler is in the shower in Joey and Chandler's apartment. Rachel, seeing this as a great opportunity, goes into Joey and Chandler's apartment, opens the shower door and ends up seeing Joey in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey's dong, hopefully. I mean, Maybe. yeah, please. <laughs> I can't do it. Actually, Rachel has one of the funnier lines in the episode, and she, when she goes to open the door, she goes, Chandler Bing, it's time to see your thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah. But of course, she ends up seeing Joey's dick. I do have a note before this, actually. Before Chandler or Rachel gets the revenge on Chandler or attempted revenge. There's a scene where Rachel is talking and Chandler is just openly staring at her breasts. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like a grown man. Like, 
for example, someone of your age, which Chandler may or may not be, we still don't know their ages. Probably, yeah, a little bit younger than me, I yeah. assume. Would know that you can, like, look at somebody's eyes and still take in their breasts and in your lower vision. He's still an adult. It's not the first time he's seen boobs. Like, yeah. why is he acting like, yeah, exactly. like this is such a novelty? Like, oh, man, I've seen what's under there. I gotta keep... <laughs> st- I don't know. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, he, you've already seen them. You don't even need to stare at them anymore. Yeah, and, he, and even when she confronted him, he still didn't, like, break his yeah. stare. I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Ugh, real lame joke. And then Joey wants to get revenge on Rachel and see Rachel's boobs. You know, just get in on the whole mm-hmm. group of everyone seeing Rachel's boobs. Sure. Opens up the um, bathroom door in Monica and Rachel's apartment and ends up seeing Monica's boobs. But he does give it a nice nod at the end as he runs away. Mm-hmm. And Monica acknowledges the nod in like such a way to say, oh, all right. So I'm really hoping... You think that's the, plant, the seed being planted? I'm hoping that Monica and Joey get together. That would be awesome. I mean, don't they all... I feel like there's got to be just some sort of musical chairsing of everybody in this show at some point. Yeah. It goes on for a long time. It does. Yeah, at some point they have to get together. There's a quick cut cut back to Phoebe's shrink boyfriend where she's in the cafe with him. She's asked everyone if they want to go to dinner at Raj's place. Mm -hmm. And everyone says no because they hate him. Mm -hmm. And With good reason. Yeah, with good reason. And Phoebe in the cafe tells Raj everyone hates him, but not her. She doesn't hate him. And he is like, well, I'm not surprised with such a dysfunctional group dynamic. And He, He keeps rattling on. Yeah. And you're all drinking out of these huge cups that, let's be honest, may as well have nipples on them. Yeah. So, more of the nip thread. Yeah, I thought that was a little forced. Like yeah. what? Like a ba- like for like a baby? If anything, like a smaller one would have... I assume like a nipple for like a child No, too. it's like a boob. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. Sort of. Oh, you gotta get nips in somehow, Chris. Yeah, the inferior snack products. <laughs> questionable nipple placement on giant cups i don't know it was yeah they definitely force it in yeah and he's like oh and everyone's like define me define me i need love and that's when phoebe decides she really hates that guy too yeah and i think that somebody says uh, maybe phoebe said that they're all gonna end up like their parents or i don't know somebody says they're all gonna end up like their parents maybe oh, it's well, joey joey's saying like oh you got to let them make their own mistake oh, right. you know continuing his whole role reversal thing yeah and then phoebe's like well in a couple of years we'll just become them or something yeah exactly and i think that chandler's dad is gay because he says if i turn into my parents i'll either be an alcoholic blonde chasing after 20 year old boys or i'll end up like my mom yeah i, I didn't really that's sort of, I guess, what that implies. I think so. I mean... <laughs> well, it's just some weird, you know, diss on his dad. Like, he's okay. Some, in an old 90s kind of way. <laughs> I hope it's not that. No, I hope it's not that either. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't really... I, when that happened, I was kind of struck. I was like, oh, is that like a, a revelation? Did we... That's the first time I've heard about his dad i think yeah i don't remember much yeah about his dad before so he might be a a, a gay tail chaser do gay men call <laughs> gay men probably call it tail more than anyone <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> maybe yeah but yeah i thought that, i guess i that must be what that means yeah well something to look out know. for yeah so maybe some seeds being planted <laughs> for future plot lines i i don't know maybe this was a uh a setup episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. For things to come. Anything else uh, to note on your side? Uh, no, they made some reference to Walton's Mountain, and everyone seemed to know what the hell that was. That was like a joke. I think that that probably refers to uh, that TV show with the Waltons. She's right. Um, like, good night, oh. jo- John John. I'm not totally sure, but that's what I assume. You know, just because it's like a big family TV show. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. Everyone seemed to know. I feel like I know. <laughs> but I'm not sure. Yeah. There was one other thing. Well, two other things, actually. I don't religiously look for people of color in the show, but I did notice that there was a black mother-daughter in the background of the cafe in this episode, which Mm. might be the first time I've ever noticed someone of color in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't noticed anyone. I'm not really scanning the extras. And the other thing is that at the end of the episode, they always do something as the credits are rolling. Mm -hmm. And... In this case, Monica is trying to go back and get revenge on Joey to see his dog. Mm -hmm. Also, I think it's pretty funny that everyone's walking around here. (laughs) All right, more. Come on. I know. (laughs) That was our cat, Morty. Also, I think it's pretty funny that everyone's walking around here with their bathroom doors unlocked. Yeah. I was certain that you were going to say something about that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really thinking, I mean, I knew they had to be unlocked for the show, but, I mean, it does further, you know, my my own theory that all bathroom, not theory, my personal rule that all <laughs> bathroom doors should lock. There's just no reason for them not to lock. So just so everyone who's listening knows, this goes beyond personal rule into some sort of, you know, mental breakdown almost. Chris, anytime we go to a hotel and the lock is something a little bit different Chris, well, some bathroom doors don't lock in hotels. Chris gives me a dissertation on why this lock is weird and what's weird about it and why it's not an ideal lock for a bathroom, what its flaws are and how it could be better and how this is nonsense. I mean, I don't know if I go that far that often, but... Please. And I actually, I didn't, I just thought it was a weird quirk. I mean, I didn't really even think that much. I don't think that much about bathroom locks. They're either there or they're not. I don't really even use them that much. But then we shared a hotel room once with Chris's parents, and Chris's dad immediately... (laughs) Commented on the bathroom lock. Went over to the bathroom door and started talking about how both the door and the lock were not sufficient for a bathroom. Yeah, And it was the same sort of rant. I was... I couldn't believe it. I find... It was so weird to see one of those, like, a tick or whatever, an idiosyncrasy passed down. Yeah, well, I mean, we had to share one bathroom between three siblings, and you were too, like, if you were on the toilet, you were too far away to, like, hold the door or something, so you're just, like, there's just no reason to not lock it. (laughs) It totally, you know, it's a simple way to ensure that no one's just opening up the door. Oh, I definitely locked the door growing up. I just, uh, because I also had a similar bathroom situation where there were way too many people sharing one bathroom. (laughs) Just bathroom door should lock. There's yeah. just no reason for it. It has to caused some problems in our apartment, though, where one time Chris caused the bathroom door to permanently lock, where we actually had to take it off on the oh, hinges. Well, that's a, just a bathroom door lock flaw, where <laughs> the little ha- hammer flipped itself after the door closed and bolted it itself from the outside somehow. I had to do some door hinge removal <laughs> and pry it off. Now we don't, we have it taped up, so you cannot lock our bathroom door anymore. Yeah, and it gives me anxiety every time I step in there. And yet, I'm the only one who has been walked in on the, in the bathroom here. That's true. Twice. 
I thought you were somewhere else. <laughs> there's like not, our apartment is a New York apartment. It's not that big. Yeah. You know, it only takes a split second. <laughs> One time Chris told me that he walked in because I had the bathroom lights off. Because it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were sitting in there in the dark. I was like, she's not in there in the dark. Like, I need to use the bathroom. So it was daytime. So I didn't think I needed the lights on. <laughs> you have a tiny little. It was good enough. And then the second time I had the lights on, but this is when Chris thought I was somewhere else. Yeah. So, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Bathroom should have locks. End of story. <laughs> so anyway, I think I was saying that Monica is trying to get revenge on Joey. <laughs> we still see the big reveal of who she saw. And she's like, oh, time to see your thing, Joey Tribbiani, or whatever her announcement is. And she opens the curtain, and it's Big Joey, and he goes, oh, hello, dear. He's the only one who's not shocked in the whole episode. Everyone else is like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, welcome. Yeah. You know, he's trying to upgrade upgrade mistresses. Yeah, get that young mistress. Yeah. He's like, hey, have I told you I fit pipes? (laughs) In more ways than one. Yeah. That was the joke. <laughs> You're the hacky comedian. <laughs> Whatever. Is it time for Friends Trivia? Time for Friends Trivia. It's time for Friends Trivia. All right. I'm so glad that you mentioned that Fisher Stevens played an Indian character in Brownface. <laughs> <laughs> in the short circuit. It's my favorite one of his roles. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this... He was so convincing in his brown face that Aziz Ansari actually thought of him as an inspiration. Like, he was glad to see an Indian character uh, yeah. represented on TV. I think I've heard this anecdote from him. Yeah, and he actually reached out to Fisher Stevens, talked with him about it, and they landed on, like, Fisher Stevens was just a young kid trying to get a role, whatever. Um, it was in, I think, uh, Short Circuit 1 and Short Circuit 2, 1986 and 1988. So not that long ago. Um, the 2017 reboot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one of these scenarios below, with a famous actor, also happened? Okay. All right. 1944, Dragon Seed. Marilyn Monroe wore prosthetic eyelids to play Chinese heroine Jade Tan. Okay. 1956, Ronald Reagan, in one of his last film roles as he transitioned into television, played a Japanese man named Sakini in The Tea House of the August Moon. 1961, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mickey Rooney plays a Japanese man named Mr. Yunoshi. It includes yellow face, buck teeth, and an outrageous accent. Of course. 1965, Othello. Marlon Brando played the title character in blackface so outrageous that New York Times critic Bosley Crowther was forced to use an exclamation point in his indignant review of the movie. Uh, I mean, I know it's not the last one because that was Laurence Olivier. I knew um, you would know that one. Uh, so you're welcome for the give me. Now, the other ones, I feel like it's um, the third one, Mickey Rooney. It is. Yeah. God I, damn it. I knew that that one. <laughs> I was pretty certain. As soon as you started reading that, I was like, that sounds. <clears throat> I feel like the Reagan one, I think I would have heard of if that really happened. If he was in some horribly culturally offensive thing that was john wayne actually who um, played that character that makes more sense yeah i mean i could sure he was in a lot of stuff uh-huh. <laughs> marilyn monroe i yeah i just assumed that that was Catherine hepburn who played that role 
Yeah, she's more suited for that. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to cast a, a white lady as an Asian lady, I would rather cast <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. Have you ever seen the Mickey Rooney uh, clip? I think I've seen little clips of it before, um, which is how I knew that that was real. Yeah. Um, and that I'm pretty, yeah, that it was him who, <laughs> who had done it. <laughs> so, yeah, I felt pretty confident about that one. Good job. Thank you. I think that's my, is my streak at like three? I think you're at something? three. I'll take you down though. Yeah. Well, I guess the one I just beat Megan. There was no like yeah. right or wrong necessarily. True. I just had more right than she did. Well, that's still a win. Yeah. I'll take it. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't know when I get a, a trophy or something. Some Never. Sort of achievement. XP points. Yeah, sure. Next time I'll give you, if you get five in a row, I'll give you a little ding. A new Lego set. <laughs> you got your Lego set. A that's new... your that's your three. I'm already tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not drinking alcohol. That's a that's a tea burp. <laughs> yeah, we're doing dry January, and it's actually the worst month of my life. Mm-hmm. I might have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a podcast suffers. <laughs> a social life suffers. Yeah. It's really alcohol. It makes these uh, episodes harder to watch. Yeah. Alcohol is the glue that holds our life together. Yeah. This marriage won't last. Not a sober one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Can't be so clear-headed. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Catch us every Thursday at noon on anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on justfriends.podcast. It's actually just.friends.podcast. I'll post a different tweet. No, wait. A different Instagram picture. Oh, God, that's so embarrassing. I sound so old. Did you post something on it? Yeah, I have one thing. Oh. My I, notes. I should probably follow it, too. Yeah, you should follow it. <laughs> I assume that there was nothing posted yet. No, yeah. I have, like, six followers. Ooh. Mostly our parents and my sister. <laughs> All right. You know, it's an audience. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so follow. Yeah. For limited content. <laughs>